everyone to episode eight of the Power Chats podcast. My name is Christine Martindale, corporate communications specialist and your host of this podcast. Mitsubishi Power Americas has entered into the podcast arena and I'm so excited to be bringing you stimulating interviews, news, and on-the-go info that takes place right here on this platform. The Power Chats podcast has been created to spotlight Mitsubishi Power Americas and provide informative content to our employees. Let's welcome my guest for Episode 8, Brandon Ruiz, Director of Engineering at the Orlando Service Center. Hi, Brandon. Hey, Christine. Uh, doing good over here in the solar room today and don't actually get to spend much time in here, so this is uh, really cool. I know. I know. It's so great. I'm, I'm so excited to be part of this podcast episode with you here in the solar room. You know, back in April, we celebrated the opening of this, of this solar room, and I was right around Earth Day. And it was a great opportunity to uh, give a tour to our employees. We gave out sun chips and I remember seeds. And it was just a, a great opportunity um, to just welcome this uh, great solar project that was developed in partnership with Orden, our Orden family. Um, I know it was launched um, by Mitsubishi Power in 2019. And I know this uh, solar room is designed um, you know, to showcase OSC's new rooftop solar array. And it's a 1.7 megawatt system that supplements 10% of our consumption here at the OSC factory. So, um, but it's a gorgeous morning. I, the rain's cleared out just a little bit. So, yeah, it ended up being perfect. I know. After all the rain this weekend. Absolutely. So, I'm glad to uh, sh share uh, this conversation with you today here in the solar room. So, before we get into our conversation about National Manufacturing Day, first tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Sure. Uh, I was born and raised in, in South Florida. I uh, spent most of my time in, in Royal Palm Beach, a small town west of West Palm Beach, if, if you know where that's at. Uh, moved to Orlando to attend University of Central Florida, where I got my bachelor's in mechanical engineering there. Um, had actually interned at a few different companies before I landed at Mitsubishi. And uh, once I started here, I, I've been here since. So almost 16 years now at Mitsubishi. Uh, with various positions in the shop, uh, from engineering through operations, and yeah, currently director of engineering for the factory. Oh, that's great. And I know Royal Palm Beach. Um, I know it's a nice area down there, and I kind of started down in South Florida and moved my way up, and, and it's like you're doing the same. Yeah, absolutely, and we love it here. So That's great. Um, so I, I always ask this next question to all my guests. Um, what fun activities do you like to do outside of work, or what are some great interests that you yeah, we, uh, my wife and I love to travel. Uh, you know, we, we've traveled uh, all over the world. And, uh, you know, we, we decided we wanted to do that before we started having kids. Uh, used to play golf a lot more. That was before the kids. So I, I do need to get back into that. Uh, we, we love food and going out and trying different places. And anyone of those, those that were foodies, and we know that good places go for happy hour or, you know, hole in the wall places or nicer places, right? Um, since having the kids, of course, spent a lot of time with them. Uh, my daughter's two, and my son is three months old. So it's, it's definitely a little bit of a chore right now. I bet, I bet, but two two young kids. But um, I love roller coasters and traveling as well. So yep. Um, so let's get into our conversation. So Manufacturing Day is held on the first Friday of October each year, which falls on October sixth this year. Organized by the National Association of Manufacturers, its purpose is to raise awareness among students, parents, educators, and the general public about modern manufacturing and the rewarding careers available. So my first question to you is, what attracted you to manufacturing? So 
I've always preferred spending time uh, building things, understanding how things work, uh, fixing things. Uh, I took a few years of, in shop class, uh, actually in high school, and that's kind of what got, got me started down the engineering path specifically. It was one of my first uh, technical kind of internships. And, uh, you know, again, one, once I uh, interviewed here after moving into the area, you know, the, the rest was history. So I, I've continued to, uh, to remain part of the internship program since that's how I got my start. And I think it's a very good pipeline for us to, you know, continue to bring talent into this company. Uh, so it's something that I really believe in. And I, I think it's something very worthwhile uh, to, to continue to support manufacturing. Oh, absolutely. And you say, you know, an internship program, I think just think that's so, so important. I think I had mentioned this in one of my previous episodes with internships. Um, you know, employers are always looking for that, you know, those job opportunities that you can do before graduating. And I think that just speaks volumes uh, for our company. Yeah. That. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. It really sets, sets uh, you apart, you know, to a potential employer. And, uh, you know, our, obviously we can't hire everybody that, you know, we have as internships, but our goal is to, you know, with the best ones that we have, uh, find them a place somewhere in the company. And that's what we've been doing. That's great. So at Mitsubishi Power, first start off by educating our listeners about some highlights on what you do in the factory. Sure, absolutely. So the factory is responsible for uh, repair and new manufacture for a majority of the hardware for our America's fleet. Uh, inside the factory, we've got about 200,000 square feet of factory space split evenly between the Orlando Repair Center and Orlando Manufacturing Center. Uh, on the repair side, we repair parts for all of our F, G, and J frame uh, turbines, uh, probably on the order of 12,000 parts per year. And on the new manufacturer side, uh, we build row one and two blades and vanes. So between the two, uh, we're, we're covering a lot of our core components across the fleet. Uh, it's a 24-hour oper operation. Uh, it's, very, it's a highly skilled operation as well. You know, we're, we're talking uh, very tight precisions, very... Uh, very complex process we have in there here in the shop and a lot of our, our dedication to operational excellence is what allows us to continue to sustain and and, uh, and complete our execution here at the factory. Yeah, I know this is like the center where it all happens, right? Absolutely. Um, so what are some of the current challenges that you're facing at the factory and what are the plans to overcome them? So you know, safety is certainly one of our challenges. Not that we have a problem today, knock on wood, uh, but it's always going to be a challenge. We're working with our hands a lot here in the factory. Uh, so it's something that's always in our, in our forefront. So safety, uh, growth, uh, we're seeing a lot of additional demand coming from our, from our growing fleet, which is a good problem to have. A tight labor market, you know, especially after COVID, we've, we've seen a lot of that. And of course, cost reduction. Uh, that, that's always going to be one of our charters as well. So for me, that really translates to investing in people, technology, and improvement. Uh, for our people, uh, our skills training, cross-training, and maintaining a strong talent pipeline, similar to the intern program I mentioned. Uh, on, the, on our skilled labor side, we partner with the Manufacturing Association of Central Florida, as well as other local tech schools, to make sure we have a good pipeline of, of people coming to join our team. Uh, it, it's very important. We've also started to look at opportunities to promote, you know, as much as possible from within. So if we have somebody in the shop floor who's been doing a coding process for 15 years, you know, we get them into an engineering type role, right? So we want to continue to have those opportunities to, to keep good people uh, on our team. I, I love that. And, you know, you mentioned all these things that affect, affect I know we're so 
uh, such, a, such a great culture on values. And I hope safety is one of, you know, of our important values. And I loved how you touched on that, um, you know, being here in the factory, um, as, as well as people, right? We're, we're about culture of people. And I love what you said about, um, you know, having a career path for people. And that's, that's just so important. And it keeps people long-term. Yes. For a long time. You know, we're, we're happy to have a lot of people here that have uh, been with a company, you know, myself almost 16 years, but many people over 10, 15, 20 years in some cases. Well, that, that's, I love hearing that. You know, I, I know your critical role is supporting the Mitsubishi Power Fleet for repair and new parts. Um, so let us know uh, what specific tasks you do to serve in this important position. Well, you know, we talked a little bit about the employee side, and uh, it, it's really on the customer and employee experience, uh, you know, along, I need to focus on that as well as exceeding our business KPIs, right? So safety, quality, delivery, cost reduction. Uh, to do this, we need feedback from, from everybody, right? So we take the feedback from our own team members, we take it from our customers, along with a long-term forecast, um, and really set a plan of engineering activities, not just in the short term, but uh, you know, three to five years out. And this allows us to, using that forecast and, and feedback to target high impact projects um, that are, they're gonna have the biggest impact for the business. And, you know, we, we do this by picking new technology uh, and focusing on continuous improvement. So some of the technology might be moving more towards robotics and, and automation to, to augment some of the manual labor that we're doing today. Uh, and at the same time, it makes things a little bit safer to work around here as well. So these are just an example of, of some of the things that, that we have to look at. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned continuous improvement, and it, it goes in line with my conversation that I had a couple episodes ago with Ryan Hester um, about the Power Plus program, which is our continuous improvement program. So I love hearing that. Yes. Um, it goes right in line with what we're doing as a company. Yeah, and we have a very strong culture here of continuous improvement. Uh, we, we've had a, a multiple versions of ideas programs over the years, and we have a new version that we just launched uh, this year as well from our continuous improvement team. So uh, I think we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. Great. So another uh, very important element for you is serving our customers. What are some of the things that you were doing to build trust with them? So it's very common for us to tour customers through the shop. A lot of times if, if they're uh, potential new customers and, of course, our service customers want to come into the shop, understand who we are, what we do, what we're about, right? So uh, we'll take them through the shop. We'll show them everything that we do here. Um, a lot of them are very surprised to hear that we do everything here in-house. We don't really outsource much. Uh, we, we prefer to control the quality, control the lead time. And in some cases, that might be a competitive advantage, right? Uh, they know if something happens that we can handle everything here. Um, it's also very common we have uh, some of our more technical and detailed customers. We'll send their experts in here to audit us and, and gain confidence in our processes. Well, many of these customers would be here every single time we repair something, every time we make something new. Uh, but by building the trust, they're coming in, you know, once every couple of months, they're doing virtual parts reviews. And I think we really got there by reaching out to them and making sure that they felt comfortable with everything we're doing with their parts and giving them you know, that trust that I think they, they need. Um, you know, you were saying about a one-stop shop. I love, I love that doing it in one, in one shop and, um, you know, customers is, is building trust is big and, uh, so excited that OSC, um, you know, they can, has a good trust with their customers. Yes, absolutely. 
So let's talk about our culture at the shop. As you know, one of our values is family. How do you shape the culture with our employees? Yeah, culture is, is definitely one of the most important topics, especially with such a large team. You know, we have uh, about 300 team members here in the factory, and we need to be moving in the same direction. Um, if we're not, we'll, you know, we're going to leave some, some things on the table. So the entire leadership team has made a, a strong push in employee, in employee engagement uh, and recognition. And we're going to continue to improve on these initiatives over time. You know, one example is, you know, we, we just had a, a cookout for um, our new initiative, you know, new ideas initiative we call Voice, led by our continuous improvement team. We have celebrations for 10 years. So every five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, we have different things we do depending on how long they've been here. Uh, you know, could be taking them out to lunch, maybe taking them out to dinner and getting cake and, and things like that. Small things, but really is a way to say thank you because you know, the team on, out there on the shop floor are the ones making it happen. Um, we also have a strong culture of innovation. We talked about it, you know, the ideas program. Uh, we, we reward team members with prizes and, and trips to maybe a site um, or to the Savannah factory or, or something like that. We also have different recognition awards, one of which is our Bob Provatolo Award, which recognizes uh, you know, a team once a year for something that's, that truly changes how we do things in the factory. So it's got to be cross-functional um, and really changes our culture in the shop. So that, again, that, that's once a year. Uh, we take the team out to dinner, give them a small monetary gift, and, and really just thank you because that's, those are the type of ideas and change that we want. We want them coming from, from our team. Now, all this is music to my ears, you know, being working in employee engagement. I love hearing all of this, uh, the cookouts and the strong culture of innovation, um, 10 year celebrations. This is this is awesome. Love hearing all this. Um, and culture is a is huge at Mitsubishi Power. And like you, like I said, family is one of uh, core values of ours. So thank you for touching on all those points. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I give credit to the whole leadership team. It, it's certainly not just me. It, it's all of us. We all feel it. We all, we all live it. And we know that, you know, we need to, what we're doing today is great. And we need to continue to build on that. You know, we, we've talked to, we've talked about our customers and employees. Now let's talk about technology. How do you support our fleet when it comes to technology? So what we do in the shop is, is certainly highly complex in a lot of cases. You know, to, to maybe go in a little bit too much detail, you know, for example, our coating process, uh, it, it melts the ceramic powder that goes on the parts above 20,000 degrees Fahrenheit. We, then we have to go and, and polish it uh, for thickness, and it, we're polishing it to within the thickness of a couple human hairs. So, you know, the margin is pretty tight for making acceptable parts, and our goal is to continue to leverage engineering uh, with automation and robotics and vision systems and, and a lot of these new age concepts to really streamline that whole process. Uh, the more we can do that, it's going to improve our safety. It's going to improve our quality and reduce our costs all at the same time. So that's really what we're focused on uh, by leveraging the technology. Yep. And it kind of goes align with continuous improvement. Absolutely. And uh, one other thing that we do is uh, there's about 30 shops um, under the, the Mitsubishi, 30 repair shops and manufacturing shops under the Mitsubishi umbrella. And we actually compete globally uh, with those shops, right? And uh, every year we have an event and we place based off of productivity, which is, you know, improvement over the prior year. Many years we've placed first and if not first, you know, it's certainly in the top five. Um, and we also have, a, you know, the, 
they vote who has the best improvement project uh, year over year. In the last two years, we've won. Uh, so the next event is actually being hosted up in Savannah with a short stop here in Orlando. So we'll see if we can pick up three in a row this time. Ah, competition is on, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> so in your opinion, what is the future outlook for Mitsubishi Power's repair and new parts? You know, I'm happy to say I think we have a very strong outlook. Uh, you know, customers seem to to like our engines, right? So more engines are being sold. They're going in the ground. Um, so it's generating more demand for us here in the shop. So for us, you know, it, the good problem is we have to find a way to meet that demand. So we must continue to increase our capacity while controlling our costs in order to get these parts to, to service our customers and our fleet. Yeah, like you said, growth is a great problem to have. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I know we covered a lot. Um, is there anything else you want to mention that we didn't cover? Yeah, well, one thing uh, I can think of in... You know, this whole COVID thing was, was certainly difficult for everybody um, in many, many ways. And I just wanted to, to use this as an opportunity to give thanks to the entire factory team. Uh, no matter what, we, we had to be here every day. So it was a little bit different. Uh, some of us wish we could have worked remote. Some didn't uh, for a variety of reasons, right? But uh, in the end, the, the whole factory team has been here every day throughout the, the whole uh, event. And I think, you know, we've grown stronger together for it. I was just going to say, you probably grew stronger. You know, COVID was a, was difficult, but good comes out of it. And I know through Mitsubishi, you go, you grow stronger as a team and as, as an organization. And uh, so I'm thankful for all of that. Well, I think it was a great way to end National Manufacturing Day um, with my conversation with you, Brandon. Thank you so much for spending time with us on the Power Chats podcast. If there are things that you want to learn more about or ask about, please send us a comment on Viva Engage, formerly known as Yammer. Until next time.